Talk of the Town is a public service program produced by Midwest Family Springfield, airing Sunday morning on 92.7 WMAY, 98.7 WNNS, 97.7 WQLZ, and 102.5 The Lake. The mission of the show is to provide you with new information on the great organizations and great people in the Springfield area who work hard to make things easier for others throughout our community and to make Springfield a better place to live. The intent of this program is to be timely, topical, to entertain, and to inform. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is, of course, Talk of the Town. And this is your host, Trent Nelson. Such a pleasure to have you with us this Saturday. And what a roster of thoughtful intellectuals that we spoke to for this episode. Chris Wills of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, he stopped by to discuss Well, all of the wonderful innovations that are occurring at that museum, all of the wonderful exhibits that have been there that are just joining, some won't be here for long. He'll tell us all of them and uh, and just how Abraham Lincoln's last birthday celebration was. We had Tierra Standage of Intricate Minds on the program great friend of the programs that we do. And we got into Intricate Minds, which is uh, a a group that is looking to do really positive things across uh, the north side of Springfield, across the east side of Springfield, across all sides of Springfield. We enjoyed, as always, getting to talk with her about the great work that they do over there and how people can participate, can learn more, can stay educated, and can help the community as it concerns uh, those who need assistance the most, perhaps those who are struggling with addiction of some kind, harm reduction, all really great topics, wonderful discussion as always. We had Beverly Bunch, a professor over at University of Illinois in Springfield, and the moderator for the February 23rd Citizens Club of Springfield meeting in which they'll be going over alongside Mayor Misty Busher of Springfield and Ramona Metzger, the director of the Office of Budget and Management, as well as Jamie Shoby, finance director of City Water, Light and Power. The next budget, of course, we've spoken lots about that on some of our other programming concerning the water rate hikes. So get ready, sit back and relax, grab yourself a nice hot tea, some bacon, a bit of cereal, whatever you like, because this is Talk of the Town. And this is your host, Trent Nelson. Let's go. Talk of the town here with Trent Nelson. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a wonderful morning to talk history. Uh, Let's be frank, however, which means free. Frank actually translates to free. Let's be frank, okay? It's always a great time to talk about history. And it's always a great time to talk with our wonderful friend, Chris Wills, of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum about not only history, but of course, the intersection of history and our contemporary times, the museum. What sort of wonderful exhibits and innovations are going on at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me on today. Well, you know, we love to have you. We love to chat. We love to talk about... Mr. Lincoln, we love to talk about history in general. And last time we had you on, sir, which wasn't that long ago, to be fair, we spoke about Mr. Lincoln's birthday celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a special. He gets two, (laughs) 
right? Yeah, we had a we had a free day and a big celebration on Saturday before his birthday, and then we also offered free admission for folks on Monday the twelfth, his actual two hundred fifteenth birthday. And Mr. Lincoln would be proud of such an innovation. I think he'd maybe be a little embarrassed for us to make such a fuss over him, but he certainly deserves it. Two days. Yeah. Two days. I barely deserve one. Right? <laughs> uh, you deserve many more, so many more. Well, it was really wonderful. I had the pleasure of walking downtown uh, across the weekend, and it was, of course, uh, wonderful to see all the people celebrating not only our city, but, of course, the sort of Hall of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Lincoln. And, and so we're grateful that the city took advantage, the greater community took advantage. I'm sure some people traveled in from out of state to take advantage, as is want to happen. But, sir, there are... Some pretty cool exhibits at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And we touch upon them here and there when we have our discussions. But would you tell us a bit about uh, something called the Questionnaires? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. We're really excited. You know, we, we obviously have permanent exhibits at the museum, but we also bring in temporary exhibits, uh, some of which we create ourselves and such, some of which we bring in for, uh, from other museums. And in this case, the Questionnaires is a children's exhibit that we're bringing in. And it's all about exploring your imagination, going out in the world and figuring out how things work and how to make the world a better place. It's very hands-on. Kids can do puzzles and shoot off rockets and draw, and it's just going to be so much fun. That is absolutely brilliant. The children are the future, and we must invest in them to find a positive return in the years to come. This is a bit of an abstract question, but we get to the good ones here, of course. Why is it so important for people, not just children, but of course everyone starts as a child, why is it so important for people to have active and positive and constructive imaginations? Well, I think we never build something new. Uh, We never add on and improve the world if we don't have the imagination to think, how could we do that? What if I tried this or that? Uh, And that's why the questionnaires is so great. It's about five second graders. There are various characters, and one's an illustrator, and one's interested in uh, political activism, and one's a scientist and so forth. One's an architect, and they all have different things that fascinate them. And they go, well, why can't I do this? What if I tried that? And it's based on a wonderful series of children's books, The Questionnaires. And so we think that this kind of exhibit plants the seed that, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the line creates leaders who will go out and bring innovation into the world. And what a brilliant point to make, sir. Uh, What can be innovated? What changes positive can be made if we are not thinking, if we're only doing what is? We must think about both what is and what can be. Mm-hmm, and, absolutely. And it sounds like the questionnaires has all of that for the children. And of course, when you introduce a child to something, they, they're ravenous because they're such uh, sponges. They're <laughs> tabula rasas, as one philosopher once said, right? So, so vibrant and so able to remember things. Tell us about when this exhibit will be open. Yeah, it, it opened Friday, February 16th, and it's going to be here for about three months, so until early May. And uh, we just think it's a, a really great great opportunity for parents to show their kids uh, something innovative and engaging. It's really lively. Oh, and I should mention that you know we want this to be as accessible as possible. So on four Saturdays during its run at the museum, we're offering admission for kids for just a dollar each. So if you've got a, a whole bunch of kids and you're worried about the price tag of bringing them down, don't worry. On these Saturdays, it's going to be just one dollar for each child. 
You heard it here first, folks. On four Saturdays during uh, the questionnaires run over at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, our friend Chris Wills has told us that one dollar a child. Right. You could have 20 children and it would cost you $20. I mean, that's a deal you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're certainly thankful that the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum is focused on that type of equity uh, amongst the community. Yeah, it's really important to us to try to make President Lincoln's legacy and all of our exhibits and special events um, as accessible as possible. Uh, we, you know, it'd be nice if we could offer free admission all the time. Can't quite do that, but we we try to uh, offer some options for people who are more budget conscious. As we, as many are, yeah, as many are. Mm-hmm. Really fascinating stuff. Questionnaires. If I had a kid, we'd be going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, I have to say that I've seen pictures of the exhibit at its previous location. I've seen illustrations of what it's going to look like at ours, and I am really psyched myself to go <laughs> in and explore. So I don't think there's a thing in the world wrong with a curious adult coming and seeing what's going on here. No, absolutely. Uh, it, again, it seems like something the questionnaires would support, being mm-hmm. interested in what's going on at the questionnaires exhibit. Yeah. Uh, really uh, great stuff. Now, now, Chris, would you stay with us for a hot second? We're going to take a quick commercial yeah. break, and then we're going to uh, come right back, and we're going to talk a bit about the other exhibits and uh, something called Lilacs and Letters. Happy to. Fascinating, fantastic. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Talk of the Town, here with Trent Nelson. Catch you in a second. And we're back here on Talk of the Town, here with Trent Nelson. Had a great first portion of our interview with Chris Wills of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum concerning something called the Questionnaires. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's evidence that you haven't been listening. It's okay. You can find it on WMAY.com as well. Also about really the spirit of the uh, exhibit, imagination, uh, technology, exploration, curious mindset, all of the things that are necessary, as Chris Wills noted, all things that are necessary to build leaders, not simply followers. This is crucial and critical, and we certainly appreciate all the hard work that the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum gets into all year round, 365 days a year. 366 during the leap years. Now, Chris, before we let you go, would you refresh some of our listeners as per what other longstanding exhibits are at the museum that they can go experience all the time? Uh, yeah, I always love talking about our exhibits because they're, they're really remarkable. You know, I guess the approach that our museum takes is to create scenes from Lincoln's life and really let the visitors step in and be there as if they were uh, contemporaries of Lincoln, as if they were actually there in the moment. And people just really love being able to step into a country store in New Salem and soak in the atmosphere and think about young Lincoln and what he was going through at that time, or to see a scene of a slave auction and see a family torn apart and think about what seeing that kind of horror must have meant to Abraham Lincoln and how it shaped his later views. Or you know, looking in on the, the cabinet meeting where Lincoln told his cabinet that he was going to issue the Emancipation Proclamation and free millions of people. The museum just does a, a wonderful job of bringing the past to life. One thing we hear a lot from guests is, oh, the museum is so interactive. I love the way it was interactive. And it's not terribly interactive in a a technical sense. There aren't a lot of buttons you push or gadgets you play with, but it grabs you 
and it pulls you into this world of the past and people really respond to that. So if you haven't been, you really ought to go see it. Thank you for that wonderful synopsis of what going to the museum is like. I absolutely agree as somebody who has uh, enjoyed it before. It is pleasurable in a passive and active way. You can be really into going mm -hmm. and it's really awesome. But you could also be just like, thinking about other things, and it is a really wonderful trip, as you said. It brings you, it immerses you, and that's really important because we always need to feel some, some connection to ourselves so often. We always need to feel that this is somehow representative. I, I can see myself in this, right. as we were talking about in some of our previous discussions, right? We often see ourselves in Abraham Lincoln, and the museum does a really special job of heightening it even to a further level. So no, I'm, I'm glad you find it effective. I, I think that's true. Absolutely. So we do. And we appreciate it for sure. Now, before we let you boogie, we know that you're a busy man. And of course, we appreciate your time always with us. What's Lilacs and Letters and why do I love it? <laughs> well, you probably love it because it's about the great American poet Walt Whitman. Yeah, it's a it's a new play we've begun doing at the museum. It uh, lasts only about 15 minutes or so, and it's it, we offer it once or twice a week uh, during the day instead of one of our shows that's in the Union Theater normally. And what it is, is um, it's Walt Whitman in a Civil War hospital surrounded by injured soldiers talking about what those soldiers have suffered, talking about the recent loss of President Lincoln and how he is trying to find a way to express that loss in poetry. It's just one man on a stage really trying to immerse you in this poignant moment and then taking questions from uh, children and adults afterwards so they can find out more about who Walt Whitman was or what his poetry meant or what he thought about Abraham Lincoln. It's, a, it's just a really great introduction to the words of Walt Whitman and how they sprang out of the Civil War. We do love us some Walt Whitman, <laughs> sir. You caught us red-handed. Uh, and I, I should say that it was um, written and performed by one of our actors there at the museum. It's not something like we bought from New York or anything. It's, it's homegrown, created by a, a guy named Zach's Nation. Well, that's really special. Shout out to Zach's Nation because that's that's brilliant stuff. New York is, of course, where Mr. Whitman uh, hails from, and and we uh, we love his work. We grew up with his work. We think it's going to be a really really awesome show. Uh, only fifteen minutes, so you know, get there when you can. Try to you know align your schedules with with that schedule. But for children, adults alike, uh, for those who maybe have only heard his name, uh, really brilliant and beautiful and, and oftentimes very brave and daring poetry. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We appreciate that. Boldness as we appreciate the kindness and, and to be frank, wonderful information that Chris Wills always brings to us when he comes and hangs out with us over here at Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. Sir, will you come back and hang out with us again soon? Oh, anytime you invite me back, I'd love to come. You heard it here first, folks. I have to invite him back more often. <laughs> That's on me. Chris Wells, we thank you once again. Have a great one, all right? Thank you. Our pleasure. Talk of the town. Trent Nelson, go out and explore Springfield and go out and explore the legacies of important folks such as Abraham Lincoln, such as Rachel Lindsay, such as Walt Whitman. These are all powerful, important folks who can lend a bit of insight for our own lives, even in 2024. Talk of the Town, here with Trent Nelson. Good morning, and what a wonderful morning it is to discuss intricate minds. No, not my own, although that would be a fun discussion as well. Intricate Minds is a, well, it's a community institution, and 
it is looking to do and continue to build upon the work that's already done, but it's looking to uh, create positive change in the lives of those individuals who may need assistance the most. Now, you might be closing your eyes at this point, asking yourself, I wonder what those folks look like who need help the most. Well, the answer is truly that you can't see because everyone at some point needs help. And, and as Bill Withers once said, uh, you know, I might need somebody to lean on at some point as well. So with that being said, we're here to talk to the CEO of Intricate Minds about how she and the rest of her group are looking to make a difference on the community and, and who exactly uh, these people that they're trying to help are. Tiara Standish, how are you this morning, my friend? I'm great. Thank you for asking, Trent. Well, the pleasure is absolutely all ours. Uh, and for our listeners who don't know you as well as I do. Would you tell them a bit about yourself and then tell them a bit about what Intricate Minds is and how they may know you already by a different name and uh, just what precisely you all get up to over there? Okay. Well, I'm Sierra. I'm from Springfield, Illinois, born and raised. I'm 34 years old now. Previously, I had a location on South Grand called Everything Intricate. It was a event space as well as um, we just did a lot of events there, a lot of groups and stuff. And now I have a location on North Grand, and it's called Intricate Minds. It's a non-for-profit community center, and we just provide all types of services to anyone in the community that happens to drop in. And what makes... Uh, intricate minds so vital for the north side as it's about to be constituted now because as you noted previously with everything intricate it wasn't so much so as much a space for what it is now becoming no Right. Okay, so now that we're a community center, we'll be doing harm reduction services. We actually have a harm reduction drive through I'm really, really excited to be able to provide those services to people just driving up. If they don't want to, they don't even have to come in. We do harm reduction. We have support groups. We have clothing donations that we hand out to the community, shoes. We have a food pantry. We have a public computer for people to come in and fill out applications for either Social Security, disability, or employment. We have an open art space where people can just come in, grab a canvas, and create art. There's a t-shirt maker, a cricket, just whatever. Create inspiration they have that day they can come in and do that there that is absolutely brilliant and what inspired this change from everything being intricate <laughs> everything intricate to intricate minds and to looking to make a positive difference in the community in these types of ways just wanted to make sure that everybody in the community had access to these services being inner city you know and kind of in the hood a lot of people don't have access to those services so just meeting people where they're at and providing the services that they need and not putting a limitation on who's getting the services and what services they're getting. Now, Tiara, we've previously had discussions with the former assistant director of the Phoenix Center, Sarah Bonacisi, a good friend of the program. Shout out to her. We've previously spoken to her about why harm reduction is so important for the community and why it is a better avenue to assist and protect society than simple abstinence education or pretending that nothing exists. Would you give us, from your standpoint, why it's so important to advocate for harm reduction and to provide means by which the community can help itself stay safe? Yes. I think it's a common misconception that people have to be abstinent from drugs to get help. And that's the principle of harm reduction is that we kind of meet you where you're at, wherever that is in that journey. If we're providing clean supplies for active use, that's what we need to do. If we need to give somebody a ride to treatment, that's what we need to do. But just letting people know that we're meeting them where they're at and they don't have to have some type of pre-written 
goal or, you know, abstinence from drugs to be able to come in and get services. And they don't have to get those services every time either. They can come in and use the computer. They can come in if they need clothes. It's just a safe space for everyone. It sounds very much as though harm reduction is simply treating humans like humans. Yes. Uh, and, and that is certainly a necessary innovation in this space. Uh, now, Tiara, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you what the North Side has to offer Intricate okay. Minds and what Intricate Minds has to offer the North Side, as well as uh, where else we might see you in the future, because as you noted, in different communities that are traditionally underserved by the city government or by the state government, there are pockets that need help, and they're not going to uh, drive all the way over to X region. Sometimes they can't get over there, right? We're going to come back, take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and talk to Tiara more about this here on Talk of the Town with your host, Trent Nelson. Catch you in a second. Talk of the Town here with your host, Trent Nelson. Welcome back. We are still here with Tiara Standage. She has not left since last we were hanging out with you. She's the CEO of Intricate Minds. They were previously Everything Intricate. You might have heard or caught the pun that I made earlier with that name. It's fun. No big deal. We like to have fun here. We stay punny. Now, Tiara, we want to go deeper into your background because it's really a fascinating story and I think it's really going to help our listeners understand uh, precisely why you are the perfect person to be leading Intricate Minds on the North Side. And from there, we can talk about what what the North Side is going to offer the community and, and where where Intricate Minds might be found next. Okay. So my background, um, I was emancipated at 15. I got my first apartment when I was 15. And um, my mother, she was in active use most of my life. And she actually died from a fentanyl overdose two years ago. It's coming on two years in April. So with losing my mother to active use, it's really important for me to prevent that in the community as much as I can. And that's part of you know what we do with the harm reduction services at Intricate Minds with giving out fentanyl test strips, clean supplies. It's just really important for me to, to provide those services um, that people like my mother may have needed. And we're very, very sorry about the loss of your mother, of okay. course. It's very normal to lose, and we should act as though we are all uh, all quite familiar with this because we are in, in various different ways, and so we're certainly sorry about this. But, of course, speaking of those services that Intricate Minds is providing that your mother could have used, what types of services will the folks of the north side of the community have direct access to? Well, on top of the harm reduction services, we have several support groups, um, one being April's Flowers that's actually dedicated to my mom. It's a support group for adult children of people who use drugs or alcohol. That's going to probably be back around in March. We just moved, so we're still getting settled in and everything, but that'll be back in March, and it's a bi-weekly group, and it's just like an informal support group. That is really special, really positive. And for our listeners who don't know, they may have passed everything intricate before uh, seeing the pretty lights going on. Where can they find over on North Grand? Where can they find Intricate Minds? And how can they contribute if they want to, if they feel that this is something that touches them in a direct way? Um, we're going to be on 619 North Grand Avenue East. It's right between 5th and 6th on North Grand. Um, you can still see the pretty lights. They're still in the window. <laughs> and um, just as for contributions, we're always taking donations, clean clothing, shoes, hygiene products. We do provide hygiene kits, hair kits, anything like that. We actually have an Amazon wish list that's listed on our Facebook page. It's Intricate Minds. But there's an Amazon wish list, and it has all of the hygiene products and, like, travel size things that we use to make our kits. Um, we also have a cash app, Intricate Minds, if people want to make monetary donations. That also goes towards food, clothing, and everything that we're giving back out to the community. Important, important stuff. Give of yourself if you can. Of course, we often say that 
we are suffering, but in the context of existence, perhaps our lives are not as bad as other folks are, and we should keep that in mind. We should remain cognizant of that, and we should look to aid those who need help as frequently as we can. And we so appreciate the likes of CEO of Intricate Minds, Tiara Standage, here with us here on Talk of the Town with your host, Trent Nelson. Will you come back and join us again to tell us how things are going? We want to, of course, be as positive a resource for the community as Intricate Minds is. Uh, will you come back and hang out with us again? Yes, of course. We're going to hold you to it. Tiara Standage, CEO of Intricate Minds, here with us on Talk of the Town. It's your host, Trent Nelson. Why don't you go out and have a wonderful day and give of yourself? Because really, at the end of the day, that is all we have to give uh, in so many various ways. Talk of the town here, Trent Nelson. Good morning, good morning. We are always happy to be with you all, and we're always so happy to talk about communal gatherings, events that really have to do with how our community and society practically functions. And, you know, we're nerds of this type. We love to get into the nitty-gritty. And joining us today is the moderator for the February 23rd Citizens Club of Springfield meeting in which... They'll be going over alongside Mayor Misty Busher of Springfield and Ramona Metzger, the director of the Office of Budget and Management, as well as Jamie Shoby, finance director of City Water, Light and Power. The next budget, of course, we've spoken lots about that on some of our other programming concerning the water rate hikes and so many other things. And joining us is, of course, the moderator, as I noted, Beverly Bunch. She is also a professor over at University of Illinois in Springfield. How are you this morning, Professor? I'm good. And thank you for this opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. Oh, they love it. I can't say as much as I do, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's pretty close. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that makes, I think, three of us. Now, right. <laughs> with that being said, Professor, would you give our listeners uh, your own rundown? Perhaps I missed something. Perhaps I was not as thorough as I should have been. What can the people know about this upcoming event and, and what it's meant to uh, elucidate? I think it's important. You know, we have a new mayor. Mayor Busher took office in, in the May of 2023, and this is really her first budget. So this gives her an opportunity, along with her budget director and the CWOP finance director, to, to share what's in the budget. The budget will have been passed by the time of our program. Their council is scheduled to vote on it Tuesday. And so this will be a real good chance to see what is in the budget, what's not in the budget. And really, you know, what are some of the challenges going forward the city is facing and, and how does this administration and the council plan to address those challenges? Certainly. And of course, um, with all of the work going on concerning this year's budget, as well as in so many ways next year's budget, the people are certainly curious for answers for reasons why, for example, they are being asked to spend much more money on utilities coming up, but so many other avenues of discussion as well. People don't need to sign up to come, though. They can just come in the morning at 7.30 at the Hoagland and uh, get ready for a couple hours of real good learning. Isn't that correct? Yeah, pretty much so. Um, the Citizens Club is a grassroots club that really tries to share information with the community. So the coffee hour starts at 7.30 and goes till 8. And then the program actually goes 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And it's free and open to the public if, if you know, they People can join the Citizens Club, but you don't have to. Come try it out, see what you think, and, 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 and learn about what's going on in our city. You heard it here first, folks. 
You don't have to join, but it would be nice if you did. And if you go and you enjoy it and you think it is a worthwhile group, donate a little bit, give a little bit, join and become a member. Uh, we'd love to see you there. We're there quite frequently. And it is always an educational experience, always a thoughtful experience, lots of great folks and real good energy as we try to better understand the micro functions, as I often call them, that compose the greater functions of everyday life that we perhaps take for granted. Now, Beverly, we appreciate you so much and we appreciate your time with us this morning. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our audience before we let you go as you're a very busy person? No, I think just reemphasize what you said. I mean, city government impacts our lives so much in terms of the roads and water and electricity and police and fire. And so this is really a good opportunity to come here, how the city uses the resources to try to achieve the goals we as a community want. Democracy is about compromise. It's about affording each other some space to be who we are uh, and, and to not cramp anyone else who isn't acting in a malevolent manner in being who they are. So uh, surely learning more about how government functions, how communities function, hopefully this will, for our constituents, provide a bit of solace, a bit of knowledge that they can actively use moving forward. And we, of course, appreciate all the hard work that folks like and everyone else who is a part of the Citizens Club of Springfield does for our community all year round. Thanks. And we hope to see you at the Hoagland on February 23rd at 8 a.m. Well, you won't be able to you won't be able to stop me from coming because I love it and it's just all fantastic. Right. <laughs> and everyone else, come and hang out with all of us. It'll be really positive. Beverly Bunch, she's a professor over at UIS, and she is the moderator for this February twenty third Citizens Club of Springfield event, budgetary event. Going to be very positive, very informative. I implore everyone to head up there, and uh, it might be a little packed. But but that'd be a really positive thing. And Beverly, we look forward to seeing you there and we look forward to speaking with you very soon. Okay, thank you so much. The pleasure is all ours. Talk of the town here, Trent Nelson. Go out and be an active, positive member of the society, of the community, of Springfield. Go out and learn a bit and uh, who knows, it might help with how you perceive the rest of life. Thanks for listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Talk of the Town is a public service of Midwest Family Springfield. If you have any questions about today's program or previous programs, contact the show at MidwestFamilySPI.com slash Talk of the Town or call Midwest Family Springfield at 217-629-7077.